I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. This week, we are taking a final Halloween-y look at the movie Mr. Vampire from 1985, directed by Ricky Lau and produced by Sammo Hung. So, get a little uh, connection there. This is definitely, you can feel a lot of connection with Spooky Encounters, but it is nowhere near as problematic as Spooky Encounters, so (laughs) it's a a little more of an easy recommend than uh, than the other ones. Yeah, I think Mr. Vampire is like a great, even kind of like early recommend for someone that's kind of curious about Hong Kong movies of this period. Yeah, I don't know. I think it kind of has everything, and actually for my taste... It's uh I think it's really restrained in kind of a um kind of a special way compared to like a lot of films of this period or even compared to say like a, a typical Samo film of this period. I feel like most of the humor I think translates really well and the movie's like kind of just wacky enough without ever kind of falling apart or anything. I agree. You know, last year we covered uh, Encounters of the Spooky Kind and um that had a lot of uh, introductions to these kind of horror tropes from Chinese uh, cinema, the Jiangxi that we mentioned. And um, this movie came out in 1985, but it really solidified a lot of these tropes yeah. and kind of made it like a foundation for like uh, Asian like kind of horror. And uh, we get to see a lot of cool, uh, weird magic and some uh, kind of like ceremonial stuff and yeah, we get to see a lot of these Chinese vampires, as they call them, uh, jumping around, which is a lot of fun. And I think the movie does a really good job of um, introducing each of these concepts, again, in like a pretty balanced way. I think if you have no familiarity with any of these Chinese traditions, I think you'll still kind of keep up. Um, the movie never kind of like grinds to a halt, but it, yeah, I think it has like pretty clear logic going through all of it. And it, there's almost like a charm of like, you know, Lam Ching Ying's character. It's sort of like, what can't he think up or like, what, what isn't he like a master of? Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. I love Ricky Lau's filmmaking. I wish, um, wish we had more, uh, movies of his. Luckily this was like such a giant hit at the time. It, yeah, spawned several sequels. In fact, Mr. Vampire 2 came out almost the same same year. Um, <laughs> they jumped right back into production, and uh, Ricky Lau directed most of the Mr. Vampire films, um, and he's done some other great work as well. But uh, he was a cinematographer previously. Uh, actually, he was, uh, did cinematography on one of Samuel's classic films, The Prodigal Son. Um, and you really get that sense of uh, like strong visual command over the movie i think this is yeah really beautiful looking uh movie yeah this movie definitely has a style to it which i always appreciate whenever you can really see you know the the director's specific style in in the movie yeah Uh, because i feel like some uh movies that we watched i feel like don't have quite as strong of a visual style so it's it's you know it's always it's always nice to get like some funky angles some cool people like sliding into frame and stuff and a lot of really great wire work, too. Mm, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you know, 1985, we get some really tasteful uh, wire work. 
um, not just I think it's it's mostly for the uh, Jiangxi uh, sequences, mm -hmm. but you get a a little bit of uh, stunt work from uh, human actors uh, flipping around with wires. But mm -hmm. yeah, really, it, it, the sets are nice. You know, a lot of inside sets. There's a couple of outdoor uh, shots that look really nice, and um, yeah, I think it all came together really well for this movie. Yeah, and a really, really cool cast. I think we've talked a little bit about uh, Lam Qingying. Yeah, we what, saw him last yeah. year in Spooky Encounters as yeah. a similar character, Yeah, actually. absolutely. And then we also met him in Magnificent Butcher. But uh, he is just perfect in the role of, I guess you could say, Mr. Vampire. Um, <laughs> but uh, Or Vampire Hunter or Head yeah. Ghostbuster or whatever. Uh, yeah. He has this kind of gravitas that that you would need for him to be the Sifu of um, kind of our younger characters. Uh, but he's, you know, he's tough without ever being too mean or unlikable. And he just seems really competent. You kind of, you buy, I think a lot of the magic in this movie just because of his, uh, his performance. Yeah. He's a killer mustache and unibrow too. Oh my oh. gosh. looks amazing. <laughs> I like the perspective that he's, kind of like a businessman in this yeah, kind of yeah totally. realm of of supernatural stuff you know the movie starts off right away in like his kind of house and you see that Jiangxi are there and but they're not antagonists they're kind of <laughs> right, just they're supplied. under control somehow. yeah yeah <laughs> and um the partner that he works with that you see at the beginning and at the end of the film uh you really get a sense of them hey this is just uh, something we do to make money or, you know, just yeah. something we do as a service to people. I thought yeah. that was a really cool um, yeah, And he gets angle. really mad whenever, whenever uh, Lam Ching Ying's character, Master Ko, uh, <laughs> whenever he, like, is hitting the Jiangxi too hard. He's yeah. like, no, don't hit them too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't break them. Yeah, it's like his merchandise. Mm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things with, like, supernatural storytelling. It's where you somehow emphasize, like, the everyday, like, like mundane side of it sort of like come on i'm working here yeah um, <laughs> yeah i love it and yeah that actor is great i think they call um i've seen some editions like priest four eyes I think, uh, yeah anthony chan he's <laughs> for he, he wears glasses but um yeah. he's great but yeah so uh master cow's students are played by uh ricky hui who i believe this is the first time we're running into him on the podcast yeah and then it's the return of uh chin siu ho who we met in um fist of fist of legend and i think both of these guys are great but um we were just talking before rolling and it's like i don't understand why chin Tzu ho wasn't like the most gigantic star of hong kong like it seems like he's got it all um anyways he's yeah great in this movie and by the end of the film there's some almost like yun Bu level like acrobatics and stuff. i think that's a great comparison yeah he he could almost be a placeholder for Yoon Byu. And speaking of which, Yoon Byu actually apparently is in this movie. Apparently he's one of the Jiangxi that we see in this first scene hopping around. I yeah, I heard that too. And yeah. then I think, yeah, I I think Yoon Hua is like another the... Jiangxi like late, later, the kind of um, yeah, the really so scarred you, one. Yeah, Yoon Hua is basically like the main antagonist Jiangxi that you see throughout the rest of the film. Okay. And you can actually tell, even if He's got his kind of layered makeup over his face yeah. to make him look like a zombie. Um, you can, Yun Wah's got these cheekbones that you can really <laughs> <laughs> distinguish. So you, I gotcha. you, yeah, you can see him. Yeah, that's cool. cool. And, and I believe, uh, yeah, Yun Wah and Lam Ching Ying, um, and I think a couple of the people, even I think like uh, Yuan Ma, who 
um it was also a magnificent butcher they kind of handling the choreography here not not really like a very fight heavy uh film but uh the choreography that we do have i think is like yeah really inventive and mm-hmm. um yeah some really memorable sequences here uh, yeah really cool i, I had yeah. a lot of fun well i think we should jump right into the movie but first let's take a look at the back of the vhs in the darkness of the night an unspeakable horror emerges however these creatures do not prowl they do not float they do not crawl Hopping out of the mist, the Jiangxi must be stopped, and only one man knows what to do. When a village elder is exhumed after 20 years under the earth, he returns as the living dead, and Master Cao and his pupils are tasked to stop him. Unfortunately, keeping your bumbling students out of trouble is almost as tough as vampire hunting. Ghostly romance and vampiric curses plague our heroes, all while a town is terrorized by the undead. Ricky Lau presents the cornerstone of Hong Kong horror, an action-packed look into the ancient occult of Chinese folklore. Chin Sui Ho and Ricky Hui make mischief for their master, Lam Ching Ying, starring as the one and only Mr. Vampire. So, yeah, like we mentioned, the very first scene, we see the Jiangxi uh, around and... Um, it's funny the the dub's actually not terrible in this movie um but in the dub they call ricky hui's character uh danny and they call uh chin sui ho's character harry yeah. so <laughs> i just thought it was funny yeah. so uh danny we see him uh with the like with the incense and just kind of doing his his rounds uh gets uh prank pulled on him by uh chin sui ho's character uh yeah, uh, who's Chao, like Chao Chun, right? That's his actual name. Chao Song, Chao Song, Chao Song. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and he's it's like dressed as a Jiangxi himself. Uh, a great little gag in the opening because he's like, "No, no, no, it's really me." But then you have one of those like, "Look behind you!" Like the actual <laughs> like gang of Jiangxi are coming for you. Yeah, because what you see is there's like this kind of spiritual candle that needs to be lit to yeah. keep the Jiangxi subdued, and each Jiangxi uh, have the kind of typical talisman that you see to keep them in place so um yeah in the commotion while uh man Choi, ricky's character and chao sang they kind of are dancing around because he thinks that chao sang's a jiangxi they knock over the candle and then those guys start moving around of course the masters have to come in kind of save the day my yeah. favorite bit with this though is whenever uh, the what you say the four-eyed master or something like that that's what they call priest four-eyes priest (laughs) four-eyes whenever he uh the way they're getting them to stop is by they like bite their fingers and put a drop of their blood on the jiangshi's forehead and whenever he does it to yeah whenever he does it to the one who's grabbing (laughs) onto him but then he can't break loose (laughs) so he has to wipe the blood off and then put it back on (laughs) yeah i don't know how like how he does it but i feel like Ricky Lau, um, he like communicates film logic so clearly and so quickly because um, there's so many like spiritual concepts introduced in this movie. And I'm not well versed enough to know if they're all rooted in some kind of existing Chinese tradition. I almost suspect that some of them are invented for the film, too. Um, yeah, I could see that. But either way, it's like it's so clear. Like, I, I feel like any audience kind of gets what's gets what's going on. Um and there's, yeah, there's just such a fun pace to this. Um, I don't, you Ricky's know, it's like it this... reminds me of like, I mean, I guess for a lot of reasons, but 
it really reminds me of Ghostbusters, like in terms of totally. energy. It's like mm. in a similar way where it's sort of like they downplay the supernatural side of the ghost busting. It's like, oh yeah, it's like we're really backlog. Yeah, they're like ghosts. Yeah, they're like exterminators. It just happens totally. to be ghosts instead of you know rats or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was and gonna say I would yeah. totally believe it. That was just a few years before this movie, so I totally yeah. believe if if it got influenced by that. Sure. Yeah, it, it's funny, Ricky. He has such an interesting look to me. He, at the same time, he looks young and old. <laughs> right. He's got this bowl cut, but he carries himself like kind of like a little brother. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not the first time on the podcast where we've described someone as having a face only a mother could love. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, and, I also like that that doesn't get in the way of like being a star in Hong Kong. I should say for for men to be a star. In Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. One of the things I dug up was that he has a pretty strong musical career. <laughs> and yeah, I was saying before when you look at Chin Siu Ho and Ricky Hui, it's like, uh, which one of you guys is the heartthrob? Yeah, oh, no. Ricky is. Oh, okay. Whatever. Whenever you posted the songs, they're like, "Oh, wonder if that's the guy that plays Harry." Oh no, it's the it's the it's the doofy one with the bowl cut. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I'll, I'd also say uh, Lam Ching Ying's looks in this film are funny too because you know they tried it. They don't put wrinkles on his face, but he's got gray hair and he's got yeah. like you said the mustache and the unibrow, so he's kind of playing this older type, but he has, like, the youngest skin you'll ever see. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> kind of ageless. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, so good. Yes, yeah, so this, I, I don't know, I think a great kind of opening scene for not only kind of setting, like, the supernatural tone, but the specific tone of this movie, like, how cavalier these guys are. Right, like, and, the and there's, like, the whole thing during that sequence where they're, the the score that's playing to the scene is very playful. Yeah. Like the mu- and the sound effects they use to like dab the uh, Jiangxi like it's like a very I cartoony love... like pew. Yep, yeah. It's really yeah. Good. It's I really love fun. the little goofy sound effects whenever they do like whenever like different all kinds of magical stuff happens. There's like these silly yeah. little, little yeah. stains. That's so cool. <laughs> it's really well, good. But one of my favorite scenes is like, um, so finally they get all these Jiangxi back up in order and um, the priest four eyes gets them hopping on their way. And I love the the next day, uh, Lam Qingying and Ricky Hui's character are supposed to go to this English tea. I don't know. I love everything about this whole part. <laughs> like Ricky Hui is wearing this almost like Robin Hood men in tights kind yeah. of <laughs> get up. It's like a really, yeah, I don't know. It's like a really strong, like, green and brown uh get up i also like the 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 period in this movie is like a little hard to place you could maybe even say it's kind of inconsistent um i don't know if you guys felt that way yeah it feels almost like it's present day yeah this modern stuff mixed with kind of late Qing dynasty stuff and jiangxi are always kind of garbed in Qing dynasty uh uniform so that kind of is another thing that kind of just throws it all in the mix but yeah so they're here to uh meet with a mr yan and he's consulted with uh master kao lam ching ying's character and it sounds like they want to rebury 
the uh, Yam family father who's yeah. been deceased for quite a while. And I guess it's something like a fortune yep. teller told them that if they reburied him after such amount of time, they'll have good fortune, which is very strange. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like, I think it's a premise. Yeah. It wouldn't necessarily work over here, but I mean, a lot of superstitions in China and Hong Kong are like so deep rooted. It's like, this is, this is kind of enough to be the like MacGuffin to get the movie mm-hmm. going. And I'm trying to remember, uh, Huang Ha, who, uh, who plays this guy? He's in tons of Hong Kong films, but I'm trying to think if we've run into him. Well, uh, yeah, we have because he's actually the uh, antagonist in Encounters of the Spooky. Oh Time. gosh, what am I thinking? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so he ends up fighting Samo at the end of that film, oh, and man, we've seen yeah, him in Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin. Oh yeah, that's right. We've and seen then he's, him. We haven't yeah. done Drunken Master yet, but he's in that as well. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So yeah, yeah. Over the course of this movie, we encounter a lot of people. But um, the one person I wanted to really mention is that we get to see another actress for the first time that I yeah. really like, and her name is Moon Lee, and she plays Master Yam's daughter, who goes by the name of Ting Ting in the film. I forget what the dub called her, but um, yeah. I'm not sure if the dub actually calls her this, but they call her Tina sometimes. Oh, oh Tina, she, yeah, like I've Ting seen. Ting Tina. It, it makes a little more sense than Danny. So. Right. Yeah, right. Sure. I've got to say when, because um, Ricky Hui does this take, they're going out to English tea. Uh, and that's that's a great scene. The kind of like the comedy of errors of it's supposed <laughs> to be these two Chinese guys like don't understand uh, the the custom. But yeah. Anyways, Ricky Lee, uh, sorry, uh, Ricky Hui does this does this take where they're like, oh yeah, my daughter's coming, and he does this kind of like you know double take like oh wow. Uh. And I've got to yeah. say, it's like um, when she walks into the frame. I mean, like my jaw dropped. It's like. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's so yeah, really like dazzling in the movie. screen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah Moon. Yeah. yeah, Moonly is. Yeah, she's she's great in this. Not you know, not given a whole lot to do yeah. in the mm-hmm. whole course of the yeah, film. Yeah, she's kind of just damsel in distress for for most of it. Yeah, but it's cool because she's very like westernized. She has this really totally. big like very you know this big western kind of pink dress with like a big hat on yeah and... it's kind of similar to like rosamund kwan's character like 13th aunt in uh once upon a time in china sure mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah i love similar. the the trick she put so it's like um they're not sure like what to order they all end up ordering coffee yeah that's <laughs> that's thing i didn't realize was a gag when i first watched it but the second watch i realized whenever mr cow's looking at his menu it's in english and yeah. he can't read it and because right. I'm, a, you know, a dumb American, I was like, at first, I like, didn't even think about it. The second time, I'm like, oh, yeah, he, he probably can't read that. So that's Yeah, the... <laughs> totally. And so, he just looks so, at it, puts it away, and then just orders what everyone else ordered. And I think when, uh, yeah, um, so like, I think one person says like coffee and one says like cafe or something. It's like, oh, should I get a coffee and a cafe? Yeah. Um, but then it like, it shows up like the creamer is in like the separate little dish or whatever. <laughs> and so then Ricky, he's asking like, Oh, which one do I drink first? And, uh, Tina or Moonley's character. She has like a lot of fun with them. Like, um, <laughs> kind of tricking them into like drinking know, the cream and like, yeah. eating a whole spoonful of sugar. And then one of my favorite gags is cause then, um, Huang Hao's like, Oh, you like it black? Like to lunching. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I like it. I like it black cause he didn't know about the cream. And then when dessert comes, um, it's like these little 
like pastries or something. I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, little custard pastries. Yeah. And and so then they're like, okay, I've learned my lesson. So then they pour like cream and sugar over these things. <laughs> and then they're asking was like, oh, do you like yours black? It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a fun, it's a fun little gag. But also it's like, it doesn't feel as like madcap and wacky as like most like Samo Jackie kind of movies. At least to me, like it, it's like, it's, it's a little more sweet. I don't know. Uh, the next bit is we go to the actual reburial site. Like they go to where the the grandfather is, or I guess Tina's grandfather, the the client's father, is buried. And it's kind of weird because they say that he's buried vertically, so yeah. like his head's facing up, feet are you know towards the ground. Yeah, and, and the thing that he, uh, Mister Yam says is that. The fortune teller told them to do this as well. So this, right. w- with this news, uh, Master Kyle is like, hmm, so what's going on with this fortune teller? <laughs> right. What's and he about? Then you kind of find out that uh, Mr. Yam's father kind of stole his burial plot. So you, you can tell that the fortune teller was actually trying to screw these guys over with this mm. kind of false information. Right. Yeah. So that's what's causing these uh, these problems for them. And but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I it's funny because one of the first things they do is like kick over the headstone, but everybody's <laughs> kind of just standing there watching, and it's like a dramatic thing to see. But it's actually yeah, this is what they need to do. Yeah, <laughs> right? that was when I first saw it. I was like, whoa, whoa, what? Oh, okay, everyone's fine. Because I mean, we've seen we see people kicking and destroying signs like this all the time in these movies. So all yeah. of a sudden, hey. all of a sudden, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and you would think there would be a more respectful way to do that but yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah so what they have to do is they have to dig up uh the old the elderly yam family mm-hmm. father and um what they do is they dig him up and they kind of hoist them up and when they open the casket they can see that he's not decomposed and there's yeah. kind of this kind of eerie black mist that comes up from out of the coffin so master Ko's like yeah uh yeah something weird's happening so why don't i take him back to mine because he actually yeah, wanted to, to burn him and yeah and mr yam's like oh he hated fire you can't burn him which is a funny <laughs> <laughs> reasoning too <laughs> he hated being yeah. on fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they uh take him back over and to I master cows think- and I think this is the scene. Is this the scene where we're introduced to the cousin, the creepy cousin? Yeah, that's right. So we have yeah, another yeah. character that shows up, and his name is Y. And yeah, he played by is Billy like a, He's great. He's like a police officer. You don't see that yet, but um, that and he's also an wearing like part later he's on. He's clearly wearing very like Western garb, and mm-hmm. yep. And you can you immediately get the sense of him being like the sniveling uh, right. kind of troublemaker for the main uh, characters. And uh, you also kind of get a sense that he's kind of into uh, Ting Ting, which mm-hmm. is his cousin. But yeah, whatever. quite a bit. <laughs> I think he's, by yeah. now we've encountered this so many times that it's like, whatever, guys, what's the real weird stuff on he, Heroes 3, right? <laughs> and he does end up being the antagonist. So it's not right. as much like, yeah, you should get with your cousin. Go, go, you. Well, and, and also, like, you don't know how many degrees removed the that's true. Because they just say cousin could be um, more than that. So, I think we're being a, <laughs> or uh, yeah. we're we're being like incest apologists now, right? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> because of the movies we watch. <laughs> well, yeah, anyways, this, this is like what divided Shelbyville and Springfield. Yeah. Back 
Yes, and marry our cousins. I was... What, what are you talking about, Shelbyville? Why would we want to marry our cousins? Because they're so attractive. <laughs> oh, so um, one of the other things that Master Kyle tells uh, his students is to place incense around the grave site. And if they notice anything strange, to report it back to him. So Chao Sang places some incense at a woman's grave and she responds to him. And it's really startling. But yeah, you also it's see really that, spooky. Yeah, Man Choi uh, retrieves some like unevenly uh, burned incense, which is, I guess, a bad sign. So they run back to the master's uh, place. So he's like, okay, we got to do all this stuff. And it's it's like he's like, you know, this is business as usual, right? All right, this is what we need to do. So he makes them grab a chicken. Yep. Get some more chicken violence. Yay. So qu- quick question. How nervous were you guys were when the chicken came out? Very nervous. Like, okay. Yeah. I just was like wondering what the camera work was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I like. know. And luckily it's not as explicit on screen as it is in uh, Suki Encounters, but it's still pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. So re- rest in peace, Spook Chicken. Yeah. Rest in peace, Spook Chicken 2. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not it's not like a decapitation in the same way, but it's yeah. definitely like a throat slitting and then toss off to the side. Mm-hmm. So he uses the blood and he makes like a special type of ink. And it looks like and he mixes it with it, it almost looks like he mixes it with soy sauce, but it, yeah, it's like a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you put a little sriracha into the soy sauce, make it a little yeah, spicy, you know. Right on. Yeah, Lam Ching Ying <laughs> is so good at this stuff too. I mean, I think there's a little undercranking for some of the like potion making and everything, mm-hmm. but um yeah, it looks really cool. It is really cool. Yeah, he's got like this ceremonial mirror and a, like a bowl with the ink and he pours it into this little device that's like kind of like uh like a floss dispenser yeah yeah that's kind of yeah. what i was thinking too <laughs> like a little like almost <laughs> and, like a reel for the yeah for the so he tells his students to kind of make a grid shape out of the ink over the coffin to kind of keep the the dead body at bay because he's concerned with a revival like uh you know a jiangshi becoming of the old man yam Right. So, of course, the bumbling uh, students aren't paying as close attention as they should. And I mean, they do a pretty good job. Like they're they do a good job. It looks really cool. Most of it, but they didn't get anything underneath the mm-hmm. coffin. And that's going to turn into something later on, of course. <laughs> Yeah. And I love the uh we get some cool kind of like rotoscope um, I love the rotoscope effects on the movie. grid. That also yeah. reminded me of ghost like Ghostbusters yeah. kind of effects. A little kind of Indiana Jonesy. Yeah, totally. Uh I I love old like rotoscoping yeah. with like light and stuff all around. And it's yeah. kind of weird. It looks at because they do the lines in like a grid, it almost looks like computer y, like old computer yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, like Tronny yeah. or something. Yeah, Tronny. Um, if that's a word if that's a word (laughs) but yeah really and yeah again it's like um ricky Lau makes the logic so clear like i can't imagine watching this movie with anyone and and them like asking a lot of questions even Mm -hmm. if this is all like unusual it's like oh what is oh okay now i see it's like there's like a magic grid can Mm -hmm. go past yeah sure it's all this kind of cultural stuff maybe we're not familiar with but it's explained very uh easily yeah. in the film yeah even so even this next thing so you you got chow saying he's leaving for the evening and uh what happens here is that he's taking his bike home 
but you also see the woman that was on the gravestone from earlier. She's yeah. kind of got her own little carriage and this uh, ghost woman, basically. And everything She's is really her. like dreamy and slow motion. It's, mm-hmm. This yeah. is really freaky. Uh, there's yeah, like there's some... this creepy like child choir in the mm-hmm. children's choir in the background. Yeah, and it's yep. there's this slow mo shot where um, she kind of glides down onto the back seat of his bike, and oh, it just gives me yeah. the chills. That's yeah, an amazing cool. bit of wire work there. Yeah, yep. and it, it's Pauline Wong who who plays her. But then there's a great little gag because um, <laughs> he bikes under this like um, this overhanging branch, and so he just like ducks under it, and she totally knocks her head on it <laughs> and falls yep. off his bike. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a great way of like setting setting up this character you know she's always going to be in the back of your mind like from now on it's like okay there's this other this other threat so next bit we see the we see the cousin and the father kind of talking over and he's being you know he's being all sleazy and being like like oh the cousin you know i she's she's grown to a you know beautiful young woman and all you know kind of trying to get in (laughs) get her get himself hooked up with her uh yeah, and then and both the Master Cowl's boys are like trying to kind of flirt mm-hmm. with her too. But um, yeah, although I like that none of them, re- none of them end up with her. She just kind of, just kind yeah. of, uh, uh, you know, part of their affection, but she doesn't like fall for any of them through right. the movie. And it's kind of cool they they bring her back for the sequel, but not really as the same character. Um, oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So what happens is that uh, why. You know, he's very jealous of these two uh, students, so he kicks them out. And um, when they leave, they're still on the outside of the building. And Chao Sang tells uh, Man Choi, hey, here, do this trick. You know, we, we can get back at him. So he kind of has a talisman and one of Wise's uh, hairs because he plucked it in the middle of their commotion. Yeah. And um, he basically does like this kind of voodoo doll thing where... Uh, Man Choi swallows the talisman with the hair and does like a seal with his hands, and then he can control uh, wise movements. The cousin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like the only idea they really have is for like Man Choi to just slap himself a bunch. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then I'm he not 100 what the down. what the rules. Not 100 what the rules on this voodoo <laughs> thing is. Sure, like it's not like he's doing exactly everything, but it's like everything that physically happens. Right, to, right. It goes it transfers to the cousin, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So he ends up undressing him, yeah, and, uh, embarrassing him in front of uh, Moon Lee's character. And not only that, but um, uh, Mister Yam and Master Cow show up too. And it's and like, I oh. love that whenever Master Cow comes in, he immediately knows that it was the students, <laughs> yeah. not not the cousin himself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good visual gag. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's great. And then I think we have a sort of meanwhile back, or it's I guess it would be later, but mm. we see finally that the the Yunwa's John Chi has found a way to broke to break through the coffin. Um, yeah. And boy, he is really spooky. It's kind of like almost like a thriller video kind of. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Kind of look. <laughs> And yeah. then, yeah, he, oh, oh, I forgot. Oh, he does though. like a he Nosferatu, like, oh, stand yeah. straight up from the coffin thing. Oh, yeah, and the yeah, poor goat. 
Yeah. Like, add them to the list. There's two know, innocent man. goats that are staying there. I'm like, oh, hey, there's pour- goats. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think we should just we just pour, pour one the out, animals guys. This are being rough. used as food for the crew. That's yeah. <laughs> but you know what's what funny? I was re-watching the, the chicken shot, and it's possible that the way it's shot, that nothing actually happened to the chicken. That's what I was thinking. Because it's like, like it does cut Shin away. Ho, like stuff. moves this blade, but you don't see any blood, and I don't even think it makes contact. And then it shows a a separate shot of like blood, yeah. like liquid yeah. going into this dish that doesn't really look like blood. Go and then they toss chicken the chicken. There. So, um, <laughs> uh, but this goat that does not look good. <laughs> yeah, it looks bad. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, so then he immediately goes to uh, Huang Ha's house, and um, or I guess not immediately, whatever, like hopping speed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's like a terrifying like run there's a really cool cut ricky Lau does right after that where it goes right from him being attacked to this guy in the village like beating on this drum yeah takes up like, the, the whole next lens morning. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. a good transition i really like that that's something too like so that was his own father huh <laughs> his <laughs> own father became yeah, his father weird. yeah <laughs> So Dang. I guess the I guess that mu- I guess that must mean that the father the grandfather knew that the company business went in the toilet or something. So he came to what? get get back at the father because like although wow, when we- Ricky Hui starts to become a vampire, like he kind of turns on everybody. Yeah. So maybe you just like, although he definitely targeted his yeah. Son, that's so what I'm I saying. Like he had to have hunted down the father specifically. Like he didn't just kill the first person he saw. Right. How dare you bury me vertically? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who even does that? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted cremation. I love fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had it wrong. And then this next scene, um, yeah, things start moving really fast in the movie, kind of from here on, because like the cousin is then like dressed as this like lieutenant uh, or whatever, and they have the the body like under under this cloth and master Kao and the students come there and he wants to look at the body and he knows like just enough to i guess be dangerous and also <laughs> he, he says like no this clearly wasn't um darts or bullets or anything it was long fingernails and he has long fingernails and so um yeah the cousin immediately like says like oh you're the prime suspect which also means like you're getting arrested and like mm-hmm. tortured um like forthwith you get a real sense of him just trying to impress ting ting yeah so he's like ah i'm taking care of this don't you worry i'll protect this is what girls like right yeah like (laughs) they want you to arrest random old men yeah (laughs) by the time uh chow sang and uh man Choi show up he's already arrested and being taken away but they're able to tell him that the 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 killer almost certainly was the the grandfather vampire so uh, they they agree to meet up with, or I guess, um, Sung, right? Not because I keep wanting to say Harry because that's what I heard oh. in the thing. Um, saying no, rather. I think just say Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry's he, fine. He goes by many names. <laughs> <laughs> so know him as Tim. Uh, Sang uh, says he's going to meet up with Master that night to break him out. Um, while Danny goes stays to to make sure that the vampires don't come after the after Tina. Yeah. And I like Master Cow's like, okay, bring me chicken blood. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, He's it's got like his a cool list, list of, of yeah, stuff. stuff. And sticky rice. Sticky rice is very important. Dude, sticky rice is so important in this movie. None of that and... long grain stuff. You need sticky rice. Right. 
And if any of you thought that the sticky rice came in the preparation of the rice. That's the first thing I thought was that surely that's not that what too. they mean. That's, but even in the That's even everything the I've ever ever known, but um it's possible they're having some like free logic stuff yeah. here. But <laughs> thank you for noticing that. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that's yeah, even a gag later in the movie where yeah. he yeah, asks for sticky great. rice and he comes with like a bowl of rice he bought from a stand or something. <laughs> right. Uh, oh man. But yeah, this is great. So then um I love this th- next scene. Yeah, they're trying to to yeah, torture Master Kao and boy, what was really freaky when they're about to brand him with that uh brand that says villain. Do you know what I'm talking about? And yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. They get him yeah. on the like and then they actually, I guess, had some like pig skin, uh, which is funny because it's like, wouldn't he have known that you just put that on him? <laughs> yeah, they didn't knock him out, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, but yeah, they kind of like play off like they're branding him, but it actually is the pig skin. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Chao Sang shows up, and yeah, you get a lot of like really like kind of torturey, kind of almost like Nazi vibes from this. Yeah. Uh, oh, sequence. totally. Yeah, yeah it's like the jail, but there's too, all these. Yeah. Yeah, contraptions. There's like a, I don't know, a, a table of of needles. There's like a, uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of weird crap. <laughs> but um, what ends up happening is Chao Sang shows up with the goods. But it's actually pretty funny. There's a scene where instead of bringing him, he thought that he wanted to cook him some rice, so he brings him the rice cooked. Yeah, he's like, oh no, you. You fool! Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I needed dry, sticky yeah. rice. Yeah. Dry, sticky what? rice. Obviously, apparently, it absorbs the like the yeah. the junction yeah. energy out of, out of, right. within the rice. But so, yeah, th- this whole sequence, as soon as like Chin Su Ho gets down there, this is this is kind of a magical part of the movie. It's mm-hmm. like if this is Ghostbusters, this is like the whole hotel. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Sure stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Chin Siu Ho really gets to shine in this sequence because what ends up happening is the now deceased uh, Mr. Yam, he like awakens and he's starting to attack and he's kind of on the run, uh, Chao Sang, and he has a talisman to place on him, but he does a lot of acrobatics to get out of the way. And yeah, all the stunts that are done for that character, he's he does them himself. There's no doubling for him, as far as I yeah. could tell. Like, mm-hmm. right. yeah, because a lot of the big like flips and jumps, like you can see his face. And it, my favorite, probably my favorite, like shot in the whole movie is whenever he's like he, um, whenever Harry's trying to find Mister Yam, and he's like sneaking around, like trying to go around corners because because he's he's disappeared. And he turns a corner real fast and sees himself in the mirror and sticks the talisman on it. And it's kind of silly. And then the mirror just gets knocked down and Master Yam's standing right behind it. Like it it legitimately, like it kind of, it kind of was like the one like actual scare in the movie. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. freaky. It's really well done. There's such kind of like fun in games with like these paper talisman because they're so delicate, right? So it's like they could just kind of fly off at any time, but they're also so powerful. Like they completely Mm -hmm. like immobilize the Jiangxi. And it's, I don't know, like in the course of the sequence, like they just explore so many fun kind of like physical, yeah, physicalizations of this. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it's like it really put it, this is like what makes so many like Hong Kong films special is like, 
really like the incredible ingenuity with like all the like physical storytelling and oh yeah really yeah, creative this is just great yep we do get to see some other uh wires here too because why gets like he's like trying to avoid uh mr yam and he gets tossed back and you can kind of see some wires while uh he's like flying through the air yeah so he's like on the run he's got a gun too so chow sang ends up shooting mr yam that still doesn't work uh yeah so why had told his like officers hey no matter what happens <laughs> right <laughs> you know if i'm screaming or whatever yeah. it doesn't matter like don't open up uh he ends up opening it up because he's pounding 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 but <laughs> he's his police officer sees mr yam dancing around as the Jiangxi, and he closes it right after him so um he's trapped and um this is how they end up getting Master Kao out of jail because he says, you know, give me the keys. So um, right. he tosses them the keys and uh, then they're able to actually attack Mr. Yam here. They put place the talisman on his head and you get to be introduced to another very specific uh, Jiangxi mechanic, which is apparently if you hold your breath, they can't see you. Vision yeah, based on movement. Yeah, this yeah, is like absolutely. a Jurassic Park thing going on right now. So this turns into well, and a it's really cool because like, yeah, like Master Kyle like mentions that kind of early on, like well before anyone ever like does it. Like Jurassic Park. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like brilliantly set up. But yeah, this is this is so fun, and they really like make a meal of just like how long they have to hold their breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And Yuna is like really slowly like. It's kind of scanning that area. Oh, it's good. And I love that the way this ends is Master Cow basically hits the cousin to get him to breathe so that the shock <laughs> yeah. go after him. Yeah, it's really good. Actually, this film I read in Taiwan was titled like Hold Your Breath or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah a, that too. that's a that's definitely a more horror movie kind of title than Mr. Vampire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the final technique is super cool. So um, they use that uh, like sacred ink floss to kind of attack uh, Mr. Yam. And then uh, once he gets thrown back, Chao Sang stabs him with like the ceremonial wooden sword. He's a sick and spin then, in the air too before he yeah, stabs it, him. It's like a super move. It's really good. And uh, <laughs> Master Kao uses a flaming talisman to set him aflame. So um, that's the end for uh, Mr. Yam. It's really mm-hmm. dramatic. It's really uh, well shot final uh, action oh, yeah. for that scene. Yeah, it's really good. Very stylish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. So we cut back to Danny and Tina at the uh, at the mansion where they're just trying to. He's just make you know making sure that everything's safe and and I I, I guess they they might be doing some like funeral kind of things because they're like burning the paper and and stuff. I, I that's more. But it looks like they're burning paper, like, for a funeral thing. Yeah. And what she's wearing, like, ceremonially, if you've ever seen Iron Monkey, like, one of the villains um, mm. is dressed, like, in a, in a similar way. It's, like, this kind of grieving out- yeah, outfit. I forget, yeah, I forget the term for mm. it. But So, yeah, um, now we get uh, Old Man Yam, who's still on the prowl. He, he shows up yeah. here, and they're on the run from him. And uh, it's funny, uh, Manchoy has this kind of, bamboo like i don't know what he says it's a weapon i don't know really what but it's a hollowed out bamboo rod Mm -hmm. and um this becomes an integral piece of the next gag which is another 
kind of hold your breath sequence. Mm -hmm. So they kind of do this horror trope where you're hiding in a closet and the killer's just outside. So, yeah, (laughs) he ends up breaking through and <laughs> yeah this is where it starts uses... to feel kind of like we're actually in the 80s yeah um, totally because we kind of go into maybe like her bedroom and then hiding in the closet yep so they're holding their yeah. breath and he says here use the the tool that i have and that'll like redirect your breath so you're yeah, kind of uh eluding the the jiangxi. so <laughs> it's really funny the the thing i like about the jiangxi too is like even though you're holding your breath, they're just kind of scanning back and forth. So it's like <laughs> right. moving left to right, like I know somebody's here. And um, they're really having some trouble like holding their breath. So they're kind of darting it off in other directions. But <laughs> Manchoy messes up because he blows it right in his face. And then uh, Jiang Shi like slams it to him. And you see he's got this red circle around his mouth it's really funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then he can't really even hold his breath after that so how he solves this problem is he jabs some q-tips into the nostrils of the jiangxi but he thinks really fast it's really cool it's like um yeah he just kind of pulls it out of nowhere Mm -hmm. oh man it's so good (laughs) so then they kind of get up and they're trying to make an escape but he starts to brag and it kind of he's like i can sing and dance in front of you you can't (laughs) do anything (laughs) And uh, and then it sneezes. Jiangxi, yeah, he yeah, sneezes. He sneezes. <laughs> so by by the time they make it downstairs, Master Kao and Chao Sang have arrived with the the very special ink string again. But mm. uh, so they're trying to defend against the Jiangxi, but the Jiangxi actually ends up catching uh, Man Choi, uh, yeah, Danny, and um, he's critically wounded and uh critical hit sorry yeah <laughs> what ends up happening is the jiangxi ends up escaping uh after this sequence and they're they're just over- so fast with that hopping they <laughs> they're concerned with is this uh, when there's like the whole battalion of troops shooting at him or is that yeah to- yeah, yeah that's, that's this right. part because he's trying to run mm-hmm. away and they all start yeah. shooting at him Mm-hmm. And then I love because they all start shooting at him. They dart out of the way. Then they all start shooting at him again. And then the, the cousin runs after him. He's like, after him. And no one follows after him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Great. Right. We also get a really great uh, uh, jump stunt from Chin Su Ho. Uh, yeah. He's jumping down from a balcony. And he like clears a long distance, like beyond the altar and beyond a banister. Like, and it's a super clean jump. And yeah, then, uh, really nice. I mean, and Yu Wah as the Jiangxi is really good too. Like his movements as the Jiangxi are like super tight and like very stiff, but yeah, like really sure. like uh, dramatic too. It looks really good. Yeah, so they're able to they're able to defeat or I guess scare away this uh, Jiangxi, but but Danny is really hurt, and they need to yeah. uh, basically need to stop him from turning into a Jiangxi too. And uh, so you know what you need that sticky rice. And where's the next dead animal? Oh, yeah, it's that's a, coming yeah. right around the corner. It's a snake. <laughs> I snake. found this to be the most graphic thing. Yeah. Um, it's super tight on the, the snake. Because yeah. the snake's already dead, but they, like, show him getting the knife and, like, digging into the the snake and pulling out, like, a, like a venom sack, I guess. It's um, like a kidney or something. I don't know. But yeah. they knew exactly where to pull from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's yeah, he's crushing it with this like uh he's used more pesto thing in some pesto yeah. looks like. Yeah. yeah, it totally looks like pesto. <laughs> it kinda looks really delicious though, is the only thing. <laughs> I tried. The venom brings out the flavor. 
yeah, it does that. That's the great thing about cooking with venom. Um, <laughs> now you're cooking then, with venom. Now you're cooking with venom. But and also the uh, the bruises on Monchoy, because um, uh, Ting Ting is like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's re- oh, really kind of gross. gross looking. Um, <laughs> And the uh, master tells him to basically keep moving so that, uh, you know, so that his arms won't go numb with, the, I guess, the curse or, or whatever. Right. So yeah, he starts like just the doing... the blood will clot if you don't constantly move or something. So he just starts doing, like, these goofy dances, jumping all around. The thing that I love is that he's, like, way more into the dancing than he should be. <laughs> Instead of just <laughs> right. moving around, he's doing these really elaborate dance moves. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and that's the thing, too, that I like is that, you know, in another uh, maybe kung fu movie, you'd be like, all right, this character is not going to be around for a while. So they're kind of writing him out through the rest of the movie. But instead, you actually get a lot more creative, you know, the dancing and all of this funny thing of him slowly transforming to the Jiangxi. Like, it's really fun instead of it being, oh, we're not going to see him anymore. (laughs) <laughs> right right yeah and then uh yeah that was the thing too so they have to go get some sticky rice so he orders chow sang to go to the store and get a bunch of sticky rice to help with uh this problem and that turns into this kind of funny little scene after this yeah they go to the the i guess the rice shop and... yeah the rice shop <laughs> and this, we have uh... a l- little bit of stunt casting i feel like we almost always see Wu Ma in like a stunt cast kind i of was gonna say yeah you guys thing. keep track of Wu Ma because he's really coming up if we're gonna have another trivia yeah oh he's so good <laughs> and then also you see a very young uh tin kaiman who's like kind of a stephen chow regular yeah um He's the like, uh, iron kinda... shirt in Shaolin Soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah the exactly. Goalie. Yeah, that's the yeah. Dude. Um, and he kind of plays the the shop assistant or whatever at this rice store. But yeah, Wuma is great. He's like, yeah, we've got all kinds of rice, everything. And basically, like his wife is telling him, you know, we're selling way too much sticky rice. <laughs> uh, like we're not going to be able to keep up. So Wuma kind of has this idea. It's like, oh, you know what? Well, I'll just kind of like cut the sticky rice with regular rice. And so this is, yeah, right in if we're like totally off base, but I really didn't <laughs> think that sticky rice had to do with what it was like in the dry form. I thought it was like, it was jasmine rice. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Well, I think, I'm I mean, I think you here. use a shorter type of shorter grain of rice for sticky rice. But again, the thing that makes it sticky isn't the rice itself. It's what you put in right. with it. And maybe it's even a translation thing. Like maybe, oh yeah, maybe they're talking about the grain size. Yeah, Um, maybe. But I also, but I kind of think they're talking about sticky rice. I also have, you know, I'm also not, I'm not up in my my rice. Yeah, Yeah. this isn't a cooking podcast. We're talking about movies, dude. Not yet. Yeah, (laughs) God of Cookery. Yeah. Although I would love to eat some of these Rice Krispies that they got in there. I know that's what's so cool. Is there like Rice Krispie treats too? It's like (laughs) yeah, it's really awesome. I also love the time of day of um this scene. It's kind of like this more twilight. Yeah, I just uh, just a little bit more rare for this kind of period film. Again, I just I think Ricky Lau just pushes pushes things visually a little bit more than kind of the standard. um, And it feels more like a real place like it doesn't it really feel does, like yeah. you're on a set in a sound stage which you probably actually are it feels like 
you know, like the all the angles are fairly low and and you know kind of looking up at everyone instead of it being very clearly out and you know, looking in yeah totally so chow sang has got the rice even though he's been shortchanged he doesn't know it and although he actually hasn't been back. shortchanged because the the guy oh, right. tells him to give him yeah. like 30 pounds of of regular or of sticky rice and 20 of regular but he ends up giving him 50 of sticky and then 20 of regular on top of it or yeah. something like that yeah he, he counted wrong. so woman lost money yeah <laughs> what he focuses on mm-hmm. and yeah then we have uh pauline wong's kind of ghostly character mm-hmm. yeah. returns and she uh, she accosts this dude. Uh, I think Feng Li is who who plays him. Um, you see him in a lot of a lot of films of this period. And this is another kind of crazy. This <laughs> this is almost kind of like very strange <laughs> logic here. I don't know. <laughs> she basically forces him to assault her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In order to his to, lure to his out. credit, he like runs away at the idea. Yeah. Yeah. But then she used like her ghost magic to pull him back. She's like, yeah, she's like, she's kind of assaulting like him yeah. to assault her. <laughs> yeah, and and of course, <laughs> whenever it looks, she's like Storm from the X Men. She was like, yeah. uses the wind to pull him in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it ends up being kind of a genius, ingenious, because then she's like screaming, like, please, please help! And then Shinsuo Ho comes in, and no questions asked, you know, does some kind of punch kicking yeah. of this guy. Who runs off? It's like too much trouble to try to explain what's going on. Um, <laughs> but she's kind of successfully appealed to his chivalry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then he's going to take her home and uh, takes her to this really kind of fancy palatial place. And She says, oh, none of my family is here. And yeah, this kind of sets us into kind of a whole different part of the movie. Yeah, it's almost like a B plot. Yeah, that's that's whenever I first, uh, whenever you first see the Jade is the character's name. Or you first see her in the woods and like the floating onto the bike. I was kind of thinking, huh, where is this going? Because this has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah. But it leads so, to some really cool scenes. It's really cool fights. Oh, man. Yeah, for real. Um, She lures him back to this place and he's kind of giving this a second thought. He's like, no, maybe I'll leave. And he even says at one point, like, it can't be this easy. This only has two possibilities. One that I'm dreaming, uh, or she's a ghost. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> okay. whatever. Like, yeah, so then take with chances. Yep, yeah, she's uh, <laughs> he's about to leave, and then she's like, summons a storm. Oh, she is storm. She's totally storm. She's totally storm. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out later it's like a really localized like rain shower. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some really cool kind of concepts in all of this, and yeah, I like. I like that they show that he could think his way through to the solution, but he's still just like a little bit too susceptible yeah. mm-hmm. to, to being charmed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it gets to be too late, she actually like, I don't know, she like basically drugs his drink. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I wrote in the notes that she pulls a Cosby on him. Uh, oh, oh, God. <laughs> and uh so like i do really like this next bit though he literally floats over to her yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's really cool that's a really cool shot i also got some ghostbusters like there is no dana only a little bit yeah stuff here and the romance in here is shot way better than oily mania (laughs) (laughs) can we just establish that yeah (laughs) these these people know how to kiss each other at least and i love that (laughs) and i love that after like you know it kind of cuts to him like trying to get his shoes to leave and he has like hickeys on him and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah 
And then yeah, whenever he's good. like, oh, I, I got to go. And then starts thunder again. And he's like, ah, you know, and just crawls back into bed. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he ends up there. And also uh, it cuts back to uh, Master Kao's place. And it's morning time and everybody's asleep. But um, Ting Ting is like trying to wake up uh, Manchoy. She's like, you got to keep moving. He's like, oh, yeah. all right. So then he wakes up and he looks at his like, hands. Oh, no. And yeah, he's, he's like already turning into yeah. a, a vampire, basically. Yeah, right, that's, what they, sharpened, that's what they yeah. call the Jiangxi in the subtitle. Yeah, I, I think so. Jiangxi in general are similar to vampires in just that they need like not blood, but life energy to sustain yeah. themselves. But I feel so like I in think, most ways, like zombie is probably. I was going to say in the dub, yeah, they say right. zombie. So. Oh, do they? Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. So, so then really it should be Mr. Zombie is the movie. And actually the, but I mean the, the Chinese title is Mr. Zombie. The, like the actual, like the characters oh, they used. I totally. Yeah. Forgot. It's, it's Jiangxi Xing, which translates to Mr. Zombie. And actually, the the second two characters in Japanese mean sensei, so like teacher, master, whatever. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So it's all related. Okay. But yeah, so um, it's morning time, like I said, and Y shows up looking for, you know, he's like checking up on them. And uh, Manchoy is so nervous about being like outed as the Jiangxi that he trimmed his nails and he puts like this rosy makeup on yeah so he's like really playing it up and he's showing yeah he really lean, leans into it yep i feel like there's a super missed opportunity here because they introduce early on that um uh that moon lee's character like uh is interested in cosmetics and makeup and everything i feel like oh yeah there should have been a like her helping him with this yeah for thing. sure and then uh chow sang shows up all sleepy eyed with his rice and yeah. master Kao immediately is like well What's going on? He sees the hickeys on his neck. Yeah. And he's like, okay, my stupid student's done something now. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Then there is kind of a strange sequence where um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the soldiers are trying to like find the missing Jiangxi and they go off into the- Oh, what, right. What, what is this scene? Okay, I'm so glad, weird. I'm glad I that feel it's like weird this, and came I feel like this would be too. cut for a time on like the airplane version or yeah. TV or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they're out on a hillside. It's like really misty. And they find this cave and they encounter a dude in a gorilla suit. Yeah. And that's the last you see of him. <laughs> there's and no reason for When I first saw it, I thought there's total, that's a guy in a gorilla suit. But then later, supposed to you see them gorilla. like fighting, like find a Jiangxi, or you see a Jiangxi in like a cave. And I was thinking, well, maybe I just saw it wrong. No. But the second time I watch it, no, it's it's just a dude in a gorilla suit. Rightly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not convincing at all. It's like straight up Halloween show. Oh, yeah. Gorilla suit. Man. Yeah. Plastic belly. <laughs> but it what it doesn't prepare you for if you're like laughing at the gorilla is just the terrifying shot of Yunhua yeah. in yeah. this cave. And there's like rats on him and stuff. Monstrous. And there are these rats and he's like twitching. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah. Let, let's let's not still. have that as a jiffable moment. I feel like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, that I'll go to the uh, cursed or something. <laughs> I'll stick to the to the monkey man. The gorilla. Okay, awesome. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So now Master Kao's explaining to the rest of the crew that uh, Chao Sang, who's like been like out all day, it, you know, he's dealing with some ghost stuff too. So he wakes up and he's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, I gotta go." 
And uh, Master Kyle's like, all right, dude, whatever. And he leaves and he immediately follows him because he knows he's going to go meet his <laughs> yeah. girl. Yeah. His moonlight lover. <laughs> yeah. And this is a really cool mm, scene. I love this fight here. This is like my favorite. It's super good. Mm. So Chao Sing shows up to meet his girl. And when he goes to hug her, she just gets blasted away from him. And she's like, <laughs> what? what happened? So he like opens his shirt up and you see that Master Kao had written like the talisman like markings yeah. on his chest. So he's like, yeah, oh. To protect him from ghosts. And is he almost connect, like he understands the logic of it. And then Chinsu Ho is like, oh, this protects me from ghosts. But it's almost, yeah. But he's, oh, he's, he's too horny he to, right to not keep it. So. Dude, I think that's perfectly described. <laughs> yeah, that's totally. exactly what's yep. going on. The the thing that I really love too. He doesn't like, want to accept the truth. Yeah. 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 Master Kao sees this and he's like, Oh, I wanna see how she really looks. And he rubs these like I don't know what they are, but they're just like leaves over his eyes. And we get more of this really great rotoscope. Actually this whole this whole fight sequence has a lot of rotoscope yeah. uh, VFX and they all look really cool and they sound really cool too. Mm-hmm. I was getting really a lot cool. of like um, 80s tokusatsu vibes from this sequence Oh sure, too. sure. I was yeah, thinking a little of... uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, totally. absolutely. Yep. So he's got like the little coin dagger and he's kind of like anoints it with moonlight, I guess, using this uh, special yeah. mirror so it's like glowing the whole time. He anoints it and, like, with rotoscoped like, yellow. Yeah, yeah I was thinking great. like this is like totally like Castlevania now for Ooh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. But the thing I really like is when he rubs his eyes with the leaves, oh, you can dude, see that her is true my like favorite. face. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, she's got this grotesque like makeup on over half of her face. If that could please be a gift, because I feel oh, like dude. that that could do a lot for our culture, like rubbing those leaves oh, on man. our eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, dude, it's great. <laughs> and a really cool shot. And it's, you know, it's not even like a, I guess it's a practical effect on her face, but it's not even like a, you know, a trick of the camera, just her walking away with her left side of her face facing to the oh, master coat. Man, yeah. And then like, she flips around and reveals the other side of her face that has the the crazy it's horrific. stuff. Yeah. And the whenever her hair like all sticks out, whenever she starts oh, fighting dude, him. Yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. It's and yeah, this fight sequence is amazing. And yeah, great handling of like these practical mm-hmm. effects. Um at one point he swings for her head and like her head he's fighting separately her head and her body. That's a and super it's like, Castlevania thing right there. Yeah, dude, totally. But it's so <laughs> brilliantly heads. put yeah. together. Like it's really yeah, it's really some brilliant filmmaking that mm. that whole little stretch of the fight. Um and everything goes by so quickly you're just kind of yeah. enraptured in it all. You're like, whoa, right, what's happening? Right. He uses like his uh little knife sub weapon to hit her head while it's flying at him. Yeah. Right. He like shoots it out like a dart at her, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's it's up and so what happens to make the dagger shoot out? And... Yeah, exactly. Right. She wakes up Chao Sang, and she like kind of puts a spell on him. That's right, and he sees uh, Master Kao as why the police officer. Yeah, yeah, this is great. So in his eyes, he's trying to save her from him. Yeah, but uh, Master Kao's trying to defeat her. So it's like this really cool like back and forth, mm-hmm. and he gives him like this really cool in spanish they call it a cocotazo <laughs> like hitting him in the head like a noogie kind of like <laughs> oh, yeah. clock in his head 
And man, you can just imagine how much. <laughs> and there's hurts. some, yeah, like really clever <laughs> reinterpretations of what Master Cow is doing, like mm-hmm. to be this kind of like horrific version. And it's like when he is um, trying to put the talismans on, it's like he turns that into like money. Yeah, it's like yeah. he's trying to pay him off um, or something. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a great stool across the back. I love, I love a good, oh, yeah. I love a good chair across the back. Stun. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, also cool, it's a really great excuse to get uh, Chin Tzu Ho and uh, Lam Ching Ying like, in a little bit of a fight scene. Yeah. You know, just this kind of like mistaken identity or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But like, like you're saying, Carlos, it, it goes by so quickly. Um, yeah, it's super well done. Um, yeah, so what ends up happening is she escapes. And once she escapes, the illusion of this beautiful home is uh taken away so they see like what the house actually looks like it's like this old decrepit like abandoned house and um the illusion's gone now so yeah he sees chow sang sees that master cow's here and he's like oh so it's now back to the dumb student and master scolding situation yeah totally (laughs) yeah now both of his boys have just kind of thoroughly gotten into the into the thick of it um So this little bit with uh, her isn't quite over yet because mm-hmm. yeah. um, they're back at home, but he knows like uh, she's going to be coming back. So he's armed and ready to deal with her. He kind of puts talismans all over the place mm-hmm. and he has his own yeah, weapon set and his uh, priestly outfit on and his wooden sword. And he's got this really cool, it's like a ghost compass, basically. So um, he holds it up and it'll point at wherever the activity is. And, Half of the uh, stuff that he does feels like something straight out of a video game, where it's like, oh, oh dude, you got, I was just you think, got like, the... how badly would you guys want like a like an Assassin's Creed style <laughs> Mr. Vampire game? Oh yeah, I love it. Like man. you go around like Chin Dynasty is like, like that's totally like off. a Zelda power up, where it's like, oh, you couldn't see oh, where they are totally. now, but now you're looking at the compass and you can tell where the invisible thing is. Totally. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, so much great. untapped potential mm-hmm. for video games for when it comes to this genre. <laughs> well, we could still, yeah, we could someday, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's cool because, like, um, Ricky Lau's, like, juggling kind of two points of action. So Master Kyle's waiting for Jade. But then on um, on the inside, Danny mm-hmm. is, like, starting to come to as, like, a Jiangshi himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I love that really uh, that Chow Sang is like tied up, kind of like uh, it made me <laughs> yeah. think of like Odysseus being tied up for the sirens. Oh, where, like, sure, he's tied totally. up so that he won't try to go and get back with the ghost lady. Dude, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's really good. I also like yeah when when Man Choi when Danny awakens and he's a Jiangshi, <laughs> it's the best because he's not yeah. threatening at all. He just looks adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he does. Look at how goofy and cute this guy looks. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm coming for you. Yeah, he's yeah. so cute. He looks like he, he got like lots half, of goofy faces. He got like the first half of a Nosferatu costume on, but didn't, <laughs> but, but didn't finish the drill. And then he's like, awesome aquan fingernails yeah <laughs> it's like really cool <laughs> but yeah chow sang's stuck on this chair so there's some really fun choreography here with yeah uh, man Choi trying to get him while he's trying to escape being uh bound up and then uh, yeah outside you've got the whole sequence of uh master cow fighting jade you said her name was yep, jade and, yeah that's really cool and yeah she gets a lot of crazy wire work where she's straight up just flying around mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. But that that leads to a lot of really cool stuff on the inside where like the chair is getting smashed up and they're trying to like he's trying to fight off this, you know, we, he's not too threatening, but he's really threatening whenever you, you know, don't have use of your arms or legs. Yeah, totally. And then there's some great kind of uh fighting as we get to like towards the end of the movie and we're juggling like a lot of characters who each have sort of a different goal which leads to like this really kind of like queer yeah physical choreography it's really good yeah and um so jade ends up actually saving uh chao sang from man Choi being possessed or you know turning into the Jiangxi. and uh, yeah i think this is what you're talking about like this choreography between the four actors uh yeah. you know one's going after one and one's going after the other lam ching ying with the sword is so good yeah. oh man it's like yeah you almost kind of want more of that like really like involved choreography like yeah. that but it's like really cool so um well, that is something they explore a little more in the sequels as well oh cool yeah great great it gets to the point where master Kao's actually gonna be able to take out uh jade the woman and uh he kind of has a moment of mercy because she actually saved chow sang and chow sang's pleading with him he's like all right well you you do it so he gives him the sword and she ends up just flying away yeah. You know, she kind of has this moment of weakness. And apparently too. that was like a an adjustment to the script that they made like uh, while shooting. Oh, um, really? Yeah, to, cool. to basically let this character go. Um, I think Samo described it as like it ended up being like more of a romantic touch. like this. Yeah, there's like a tragic love. romance to uh, a tragic romance feeling to this whole segment towards the end. Yeah. And yeah, the other thing I like, too, is that. Uh, Master Kao, he's like gives the reins to Chao Sang, but you see that he's kind of got his coin uh, knife in his hand just yeah, in case I love something that. happens. Yeah, he's just a great like teacher. I don't know. Again, I like it's like he's definitely tough on his students, but compared to you know most kung fu movies, he's like he's not this kind of brutal sort of dictator of yeah. a of a master. Like he really cares about these guys. Also. Apparently, sticky rice is a different kind of rice in and of itself. That has, <laughs> oh, I looked you. it up. Because it has, it is. Fact check during a podcast recording. Look, How dare dude, you? Brilliant. Because it has like a different makeup so that it gets more sticky as you cook it than the normal rice does. So that's wow. great. Forgive, forgive our ignorance. Yeah. But dude, thanks for finding that. Yeah, that's great. Which also means I might try that because I've been wanting to make. Uh, um onigiri that's, that's oh good. onigiri oh, nice. nice yeah make me some and ship it over. <laughs> yeah. can do <laughs> yeah and then um one of my favorite shots and kind of like the next scene i think we have a little bit of a cut to yunwa in the cave again but like yeah. maybe eating rats anyways it's pretty gross but um <laughs> uh basically danny's like vampire teeth are starting to like grow out a little too much <laughs> and they have to like, they, like fi- file them down <laughs> file right? them down <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's great. I don't know. It almost kind of reminds me of like uh, you guys. Have you guys seen Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, I haven't. Like, oh, really? Oh, okay. It's a good one. Yeah, that's a blind spot, uh, man. Okay, dude. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> there's something that reminds me of. Uh, and yeah, you got to see it. You'll love it. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, we see uh, another in this next little bit. We see another another person that got uh, stabbed by the, the Jiangxi. And for this one, though, they mere like immediately, we need to burn this body. <laughs> I like right. it. It's like, like whatever you guy... say, Master Cop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is this guy main character? No, burn him. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't care how much Sorry, he didn't dude. like fire. And I like <laughs> that they just sure. had a funeral pyre just ready to go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's a red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And also, I like—I don't know if you mentioned it, but the um, whenever they see that the sticky rice has to be separated from the regular rice, then uh, Ting Ting is like going grain by grain and separating yeah. it out. That is some character Ooh. building work right yeah. there. Um, but it helps <laughs> because in the next scene, it's kind of—they're kind of just all preparing because they know that the—that's that where the Jiangshi is going to strike next. So. Right, uh, right. So they're like scattering the sticky rice all along the ground and getting everything ready to go. Yeah, and it's really cool when uh, he bursts in. Like you see, like this is almost like the final form mm-hmm. of this Jiangshi, and he's got this really like tattered outfit and this really nice like prosthetic mask on and really stringy hair. It's funny some of the shots you can see like the person under the mask, like they didn't paint it <laughs> around their eyes You're or right. around their mouth. So you just see it. But yeah, he looks really menacing and he's actually a little more mobile than you'd expect a Jiangshi to be. So he oh, can sure. bend his arms a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still has like the blackened skin mm-hmm. and they've got the place all boarded up. So they're kind of just trying to hold out until Master Kao can arrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he gets back, but the, the Jiangshi is, is kind of sneaking around now. And that leads to a great bit where they uh, they're saying like uh, the cousin uh, what did you say his name was why why right uh, oh, yeah, why, why why comes back in. no I'm asking you why <laughs> <laughs> all right look sorry I'm sorry um, I'll why behave. does he rush to conclusion yeah. Yeah. but anyways why <laughs> run or, or why is in there with them and he's asking like you know is there any way he can get in like no the only way he can get in is you know through the through the doors and they're all boarded up. Like, well, what about the windows? There's only one window. It's a skylight. And, of course, they're like, oh, that skylight? Yeah, that skylight. Wait, where's the skylight? <laughs> right. And whenever they go to, to look out for him, the uh, Jiangshi jumps in. And this leads to one of my favorite gags through the movie. Whenever you think Y is going to be, like, this big hero and, like, he has one of the <laughs> one of the poles and he's going to uh, swing at the Jiangshi who's falling from the balcony. And he completely whiffs. yeah and it's shot really well too it's like this great slow-mo shot it's like this triumphant build-up and it's just like wah wah yeah so good yeah and this this whole finale we really kind of pull out all the stops a lot of larger scale destruction and lots more you know intentional slow-mo and Mm -hmm. everything sure they turned this uh house into a playground for the action sequence you've got people falling from balconies you've got all these like wooden planks like getting in the way of things and they're running upstairs and downstairs they're blocking stuff with uh furniture it's like uh really cool yeah i love it all of this back and forth eventually leads to the they're able to restrain the jiangshi and we get to see the priest four eyes comes back in uh to to save the day with his 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 band of of I guess under control, Jiangshi, uh, <laughs> who all hop in and and save the day. And there's a really cool reveal shot with them too, where like the yeah. the uh, music kind of swells. Yeah, it's really great because it's not like a Deus Ex Machina because this is literally like the first characters true. that you met. In they the they do set it's it really up at the very neat. beginning, but they're able to finally restrain the the grandfather Jiangshi, and they get him set on fire. But he also kind of sets all of the other Jiangshi on the ground around him on fire. 
Which there's an amazing <laughs> shot where you can 100% see that it's just a dummy on the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really good. There is a shot earlier, too, where Chao Sang is being tied up in the chair. He gets knocked Oh, yeah. Back, and you the totally see that that's a dummy, around. too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really do want to talk about uh, Yun Wa as the Jiangxi some more. Because yeah, the, sure. The, especially the fight sequence between Chao Sang and Master Kao and uh, the Jiangxi is... Like, really, really nice. Like, there's yeah. some really cool shots. Chin Suiho is doing some, like, really great flips uh, off of walls. He's doing, like, some kick flips. And uh, Master Kao is using, like, the Guandong, the Guandao, the, like, Chinese, like, staff with the blade yeah, on it. Yeah, like, that's a really He cool. knocks him on the head, and it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm a Jiangxi. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, the performance by uh, Yunhua, you know, as the Jiangxi is, like, Super cool. Really, really awesome. Yeah, 100%. He does an amazing job. And this this finally leads to the, the that Jiangxi getting set on fire. And the and of course, because we have to end on a goofy joke, the <laughs> fry priest gets gets really like mad because like, no, all my merchandise is gone. No. And then he trips over something and we get a freeze frame of him falling. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then we have like the very 80s... Um, actual like uh end credits with like yeah. recap kind of footage of the film um i'd love to know like what the first hong kong movie was that did that because we, we had that in yes madam mm-hmm. yeah I'm trying to think where else we had that um, i think as far as the movies we watched those are the two that have that mm-hmm. but i've definitely gotcha. seen it in other films as well yeah so it has to be right around this kind of like 84 85 mm-hmm. yeah. and that that eventually kind of weeds way into you know jackie's approach of like having the outtakes and credits yeah and i mean yeah so like police story was 85 as well you know so yeah something like that and yeah i think that was the first time jackie did that i I mean yeah i think so too the the movie had so many stunts in that yeah you know he'd had to like we got to use this footage yeah we (laughs) slid down the stupid pole in the middle of the hall and didn't there the middle of the mall and didn't die you gotta show it one more time yeah exactly Uh, all right yeah but this film was super fun i had such a great time with it yeah this movie was a ton of fun and like i said before it's really fun and not quite as problematic as uh spooky encounters was so you can you can show this one to the kids and uh yeah totally i mean this is like um it had been a while since i i last saw it um but i i didn't grow up with this movie i kind of came to it in teenager probably like around college but yeah i feel like this would have been a great one to like you know watch over and over again like on home video Mm -hmm. growing up or whatever yeah if i ever have kids they'll get a healthy diet of (laughs) mr vampire (laughs) how are you guys about horror movies do you care about horror movies at all I mean, I, I was never like I was That's definitely never question. into it. I was a little scaredy cat as a kid, so I didn't really get to it too much more until until uh, college. And even then, I'm not you know I like horror movies plenty, but I don't actively seek them out too very much. Sure, I'm kind yeah, of I'm the kind same of way. Yeah, um, I I definitely think I lean more towards like sci-fi horror. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I like sure, that a lot. sure. I love Alien. Um, Oh yeah, Aliens great. I yeah. Last yeah. year I know Joanna she hadn't seen the thing, so we watched the thing and she oh, really nice. liked that. And actually this year, like a couple weeks ago, we watched The Fly because she'd never seen that. <laughs> yeah, oh, that dude. Was <laughs> she wasn't as into that because it was super gory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Can... 
Cronenberg's definitely a, a acquired taste, I think. Right. Yeah. Especially if you're like a big Goldblum fan and you think you're going to get a whole lot of Goldblum. <laughs> that's what I. That's exactly what I was setting her up for because I know <laughs> ah, that she feels gotcha. that way. <laughs> oh, cool, yeah. man. But yeah, this is like, um, I don't know. I think the movie really holds up mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, yeah, it like even though it really dives deep into a lot of Chinese folklore, I feel like it's kind of surprisingly universal. Um, yeah. There's nothing in it that looks like a massive leap of logic if you don't already know about it. Like, they'll be right. doing some crazy, you know, Taoist ritual kind of things, but, you know, you understand the movie. Okay, that's she's just doing that. He has to use chicken blood and ink and, and sticky rice. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, what else are you going to do? Yeah. And Ricky Hoy is like my new favorite. That dude is great. <laughs> he's so fun, man. Yeah, he's... I love these goofball characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, really cool cast. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you like the show, then please leave a review on your podcatcher of choice. So iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We are at Heroes, the number three podcast on all three of them. Thank you so much to the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit if you're checking us out from there. And so we have finished up our look at spooky movies for Halloween. But for next episode, Mm -hmm. Marty, what is our training? Well, we're kind of adjacent to it, but I think we're overdue for an arc just devoted to Mr. Sam O'Hong. Yes. Um, absolutely one of the most towering figures in Hong Kong cinema, um, behind the camera, in front of the camera, and just as a as a visionary and personality. Um, so we're going to start with his directorial debut, which is 1977's The Iron-Fisted Monk. This is a total classic. And yeah, I can't wait. And we'll get a... We'll definitely see some familiar faces, including um, Mr. Lam Ching Ying, who's like mm-hmm. almost always a Samo regular, at least in the 70s and 80s. Well, all right. Until next week, where we're taking a look at the Iron Fisted Monk. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. <laughs>